Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined in studio by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And we got a packed Broncos slate for you here today, talking COVID-19 lists and Broncos not putting any players on that, effects of that and what that means. Kyle Pecco opting out, uh, tempering some optimism about the Broncos' young offense and Drew Locke in his first full year. Vic's comments on Von Miller, little compliment sandwich there. We'll get into that. We're going into Justin Simmons a little bit, uh, and then some close with some injury and preseason notes and kind of what's next for the Broncos as we're hoping to see the Broncos in pads come mid-August out on the field. So, Ryan, we will start off with the top of the show, and, of course, that is the world pandemic that we are dealing with right now, and the league is is – Going forward here, and they're hoping to play the season on time. On Wednesday, no players on the COVID-19 list for the Broncos. As I mentioned, Kyle Pecco opting out. First of all, do you expect more, Ryan? Do you expect any more Broncos to potentially opt out of 2020, as uh, some other players across the league have? And, uh, you know, potential implications of some some early good health for the Denver team. Well, the Broncos at this point, Kyle, should, should be all about stacking small victories. One was last week when the rookies and quarterbacks reported they all came back with negative tests. And then the veterans were in Tuesday, and 24 hours later, they did not announce any positive COVID test and, and didn't place that on anybody on that reserve list. So that's another small victory. You know, this is going to be a daily thing. Uh, you know, everybody's going to be tested every day for the first couple of weeks. And so you're going to you know, have to check that transaction wire to see if anybody uh, was placed on the reserve list. As for opting out, you know, originally the NFL's plan was to give players until Saturday, August 1st, um, a deadline for deciding in or out for the season. Well, every day, every day you see it tweeted out, well, that, that's been moved uh, to next week or the 6th or the 7th or 8th because the NFL and NFLPA haven't officially signed their return to play documents yet you know i asked john Owey on tuesday have you got any indication of other guys he said not not directly but he had heard some rumblings of players that were considering it and the broncos got to, you know they just have to wait and see uh you know they're in no position to pressure these players into a decision you know pecco let's face it you know he wasn't going to make the team anyways unless there was a rash of injuries along the defensive line so so far the broncos are in good shape with their starting 22 all that have reported to camp and uh some other opt-outs across the league in the past couple days like damian williams kansas city started running back so we'll be keeping tabs as more players announce their attentions for 2020 you know, and, and for the for the listeners, the key part is if a, if a player opts out as a higher risk uh, case, you know they get three hundred fifty grand plus a year of service. Uh, if you're just basically opting out, you get one hundred fifty grand, but that's coming off next year's next year's salary, so you only get a little bit of an advance. And and you know if you weren't a, an accrued player or a draft pick uh, for this year, um, you don't get a year of service. So there is decisions to be made. But if you're a higher risk and you feel that's your best move, then um, you at least get a little bit of a, a cushion financially. Nate Solder, uh, former CU star and Giants offensive lineman, he also opting out. He 
of course, in that high risk group, he had previously had cancer. His son has been battling cancer. So uh, he is one of those guys that will be in that high risk group for sure. Again, this is the first Orange podcast. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran talking Broncos and NFL prospects for 2020. So let's shift gears a little bit to some football talk. And John Elway, as you put it, Ryan, aptly pouring some cold water on the optimism for the Broncos offense and Drew Locke and all his weapons. So here's the the full extended quote from John Elway. Yeah, the expectations are definitely tempered. I don't think we can expect with no offseason for us to come out and be hitting on all cylinders. I know we've spent a lot of time in Zoom meetings and Pat Shermer and his staff on the offensive side have spent a lot of time with it, but there's nothing like being out on the practice field. It's going to be a slow build. So Ryan, thoughts on those comments and you know, the tempering of the, the grand expectations of Drew Locke here in his second year. And make no mistake about it, Broncos fans are expecting playoffs this year. Well, I think it was tactful on John Elway's part saying, hey, you know, there is a lot of talent on this offense, but they are very young. First and second year players, many of them are. And they had no offseason on the field with a, with a new coordinator, Pat Shermer. So I think John was saying, okay, hey, if there if there's some tough sledding early, there's not, that's not going to be a surprise. Basically, you want to read between the words here. He's basically saying to his defense, carry the Broncos for the first month of the season. And I think he's also telling the running game of Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, be ready to carry this offense while everybody else gets their legs a little bit. That said, you got to be able to throw in this league. I think they're going to have plenty of practice time. Be a walkthroughs, padded practices, etc., to get that to create enough chemistry to be effective in week one. But I did find it interesting because that wasn't the question uh, that to John Elway. It was basically, "Hey, Drew Locke expectations year two, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. He decided to go the direction he went, which was fine. Again, folks, first in orange and. Some interesting comments from Vic as well earlier this week and the uh, availability as Broncos are kicking off the 2020 preseason here, at least initial phases. Vic Fangio, a little compliment sandwich to Von Miller. He said, Von and I have kept in contact throughout the offseason. He sent me some videos and pictures, and I do think I haven't seen him with my own eyes, but from everything I hear and I know, he's had a hell of an offseason. I'm anxious to see him. He's put some weight on. He's worked extremely hard. Here comes the kicker, folks. I do sense he has a hunger to his game and to his attitude that I don't think he's had the last few years. So uh, reading into this here, and obviously Vaughn, a bit of a down season statistically last year, especially in terms of sacks and getting to the quarterback, what is the message sent by Coach Vic to his star linebacker? Oh, play better. And I, I liked it. I mean, it was, a couple, it was compliment, 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 punk. And I think that's, you know, I think the feeling inside the Broncos facility is that, you know, Bob Miller needs to hear that publicly. Uh, he, he wasn't good enough last year. He had eight sacks. Um, when Bradley Chubb went down, their pass rush never got, never got on track. And I think with Vic is, hey, you know, Von, you're saying all the right things. You're doing all the right things now as a producer on the field. And, you know, from a contractual standpoint, and Von Miller knows this, you know, he, he, they can get out of this deal very easily after the season and, sit and create a ton of cap space for 2021, which they may need with a lowered cap overall. So, I, mean, I think Von Miller, you know, the impression he's he's trying to give to fans is that he's a motivated player. He wants to have a bounce back season, but I think 
what Vic Fangio is basically saying is, hey, you know, all the talk is great, but you need to come here hungry with the right mindset to become a dominant pass rusher again. I, I, uh, I got a kick out of it. I liked it. And one thing you learn about Vic Fangio over the last two years since he was hired is, you know, he's not afraid to challenge a player like this publicly. And, uh, and uh, you know, if he's doing it publicly, he's definitely doing it privately as well. And, of course, as Vic alluded to, the Instagram posts surely indicate that Vaughn is in perhaps the best shape over the last couple of years that we've seen him, and he's ready to roll into 2020 with that Broncos defense, which happens to be very deep at the linebacking position. So, uh, again, folks, First Orange Podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran, continuing on with the show here, talking Justin Simmons. Now, as we've mentioned in past podcasts, and Ryan's covered ex- extensively online this analysis, he'll be the first player in John Elway's GM tenure to play on the tag. So, Ryan, when you talked to L.A. about the Simmons talks, you know, what was the takeaway and why there wasn't a long-term deal reached there? I talked to John, you know, and I asked L.A. during the Zoom conference about Simmons is, how close did you guys get? He eventually said the numbers were far apart, but then he went in to explain it a little bit. and says, hey, there's uncertainty about the cap next year. There's uncertainty about how much guaranteed money in this, in this, in this economic climate they wanted to commit to a player. But he also, you know, wrapped it up by saying, hey, they'd like to get something long-term done after the season. It, you know, keeps Simmons in a Broncos uniform for a long time. Makes sense for the Broncos because they're going to have some other holes to fill in 2021. Could be left tackle, could be another part of the offensive line, could be safety, depending on Kareem Jackson's future. So, you know, if you have a good player like Simmons, commit to him. But, you know, I'll play the devil's advocate here from the Broncos' standpoint is – you know, they, maybe they want to see him do it for a second consecutive year. Uh, he wanted top five safety money. They weren't prepared to give that to him. But uh, what I think is, you know, they, they want Simmons back, but they're not afraid. They're fine him playing on the tag this year. And you, know, and you can't do a long-term deal until after the season now anyways. And moving on with the show here. On the injury front, Broncos, how are they looking, Ryan? And will everybody be available come mid-August? I know, obviously, some big question marks with uh, at cornerback and at tackle, but Bryce Callahan fully healthy, according to Vic Fangio, at least a couple weeks ago. So what's the status there, and, and especially with Jawan James as well, you think? Well, I think James is going to be ready to go. Uh, Callahan, Ed Donatel said last month he was 100% off his foot injury, but... John always said on the Broncos website on on uh, Wednesday that Callahan had been you know had been sick recently, not related to COVID, but then lost some weight. With Bryce Callahan, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I think that's that should be the uh, attitude of the Broncos right now. You know the two the key guy was Bradley Chubb, and, and that's what Vic gave an update uh, about him on Tuesday, and said hey he's not hundred percent, but he's pretty close and. That he's going to be out there practicing. I'm sure they'll manage his reps. Make sure he gets into the gets to the opener, both healthy but also sharp. And in, in the, the team uh, website, put out some photos of them on the field uh, the other day. And Chubb did not have a brace or a sleeve on his knee, which I think was a positive. So, you know, I think this defense is going to go as Bradley Chubb goes. Um, as for guys who were injured last year, you know, Austin Fort ACL. Um, you know, he told me last uh, earlier this month that he wasn't yet totally cleared. 
And then Jake Butt, this is it. This is his last chance. He missed last year with the, last year with a knee injury as well. So we'll see how he does when practice starts. He's got to fight for a roster spot. But you know, if you're Broncos, you're knocking on wood a little bit. All your players passed their uh, COVID test, and uh, it appears that most of them are would be 100 percent ready to go. So when you mentioned Jake Butt and what he's got to prove, especially early on here in this season, and even going beyond that, Ryan, I mean, what's the impact of the lack of preseason games and joint practices and just uh, fall camp overall? And how does that impact guys like Butt and then looking beyond, you know, the undrafted free agents trying to make the team, the bubble guys, et cetera? Yeah, I put, I put Jake Butt on, in that bubble category amongst the returning players. You know, preseason games would have been his, his way to show that he was healthy and he fit into a new offense. Now they're going to have to project a little bit. Um, you know, can he hold up uh, for, for a 16-game schedule? Can he get to week one? But one thing Elway and Vanjo talked about was the impact of no preseason games and no joint practices on these undrafted free agents. And just to use one player as an example, Douglas Coleman, an undrafted safety from Texas Tech, had eight interceptions last year. So he knows his way around the football. But is there enough time, enough enough evaluation opportunities for the for the Broncos coaches to say, hey, they prefer Coleman over Elijah Holder, who was on the practice squad last year. So that's just one example. Devontae Bellamy, a running back, you know, the preseason would have been his canvas. He would have got a ton of work to prove that maybe he should be the number three tailback instead of returning Royce Freeman. And so those are just a couple examples. And you know, one thing one thing Vic Fangio hinted at that they're thinking about is having some live practice periods. This I doubt this would be live for the starters, but I think it's a good idea to have some of those you know full contact uh, periods during practice for your back of the roster as Vic said, to see who, who can tackle, who's willing to tackle, and who can translate what they've learned uh, virtually onto the field in, in some of those pressure situations. So that may be one way to spice up camp uh, in the second half of August. So 2020 kickoff about six weeks out here, first day of August coming up tomorrow as a recording of this podcast. Ryan, what's next for the Broncos these next seven, ten days as they really start to jump into the season here? Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a slow, it's going to be a jump into a shallow pool that they'll, they'll they'll make their way toward the deep end. Terrible analogy, but that's what I had on me at the time. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> the uh, rookies and quarterbacks and rehabilitating players they they were on the field on two uh, excuse me on Wednesday, so they're in the process of being tested uh, for fourteen straight days. The veterans will be back in uh, Friday for their second test. If they pass, if they get a negative on that, they'll be back in Saturday for physicals. They're allowed in the facility. They'll start their 14 days, 14 state, uh, days in a row of testing. After that, if the league-wide uh, positive rate is less than five percent, you know the testing will uh, be tapered a little bit. After that, the strength and conditioning period will be the first part of August, but that also allows the Broncos to be have walkthroughs on the field with their coaches. And then in mid-August, uh, there'll be a couple days of practices without pads and then they'll be allowed to practice 14 times of pads over the last half of the last half of the month of august so it's uh you know john elway used the phrase slow build regarding his offense it's also appropriate to use that term for the whole team as they work towards september 14th against tennessee and hey as as elway said this, you got to deal with it. Everybody's in the same situation. You know, there's no good to complain about it. So just get to work. 
then folks first in orange podcast has been kyle newman alongside ryan o'halloran appreciate you listening in be sure to keep it tuned to denverpost.com slash broncos throughout the rest of august and as we gear up for the broncos 2020 season kickoff appreciate you listening in once again and until next time folks take it easy